Good morning, Daf Salites on the Dalif. Just before we start, to make sure that this hour uh, of Howard is therefore what's, what's the word uh, forevermore. What's the word for it? Yeah, recorded. He pointed out that what we discussed uh, the other day about Tosa's question how do you know that the width of the Mishkan was 10 amas? Maybe it was 11. Right? Maybe it was 9. I mean, it was, okay, it wouldn't be 9, but maybe it was 11. So Tosa's answer we learned from the base on Mikdash. But another, but uh, he put together something else we said. We said that a person is like a mishkan. And when it comes to a mikvah, we know for a mikvah, um, we say that a person, how much water do you need for the person, you know, that uh, he can get his whole body in it. We say it's three by one by one, or one by one by three. So therefore you see that the dimensions of a, of a person's sort of build are those, one by one by three. So therefore, if we know that the height of the Mishkan was 10 and the length of the Mishkan was 30, it would make sense that the width is 10. I've done that justice, but that's the, uh, the idea. And obviously, the Mishkan is an entire person as well. That goes without saying, Rabonis, etc. And therefore, it's you know, a very, very nice idea. And we've, got, we've uh, ensured now that uh, for prosperity as well. It's there. Okay. Um, into the Tosus. Um, I tell you what, we're just going to start from the top of the page. We'll just work through them. Um, what we're what we're dealing with here is this um, the discussion of how exactly the Argolis, what were the measurements of the Argolis. and we've um, in fact let's, let's just dive straight into Tosfos. This is going back on the Mishnah. We may talk a little bit more about it, um, not so much this Tosfos, but the, again the Machlokes we're showing we talked about at the time on the Mishnah between Rabbi Gon and, um, and between uh, Rashi um, about what exactly. Diyota Achas and Shte Diyotis are, right? Point to Rashi means literally whether you go across the, the width of the, of the, or whether you go across the width of the Rosh Hashanah or whether you go down the length, right? That was Shat and Rashi, yeah? Literally like it was done in the Mishnah, correct? Yeah? Whereas Rav Haikon learns, it's got nothing to do with that. It's to do with Shte Gizos generally speaking, because there's a much bigger gap, you won't be able to leave, let's say, the pole you're passing over, you won't be able to leave it on both sides of the road. It will leave one Rosh Hashanah and go to the other Rosh Hashanah. That says Rabbi Gon is not Moshe. That's why you're not Chayav. It's nothing to do with whether you're going across the width or whether you're going down the lane. It's to do Moshe, says Rabbi Gon, means, this is the way the Ritzvah put it, that you leave it in the first Rishos and it bridges and goes over to the other Rishos. That's Moshe. Which we explain that Rabbi Gon learned Moshe is a, is a Malacha in its own right. We, based on another Machalik's Roshonim, Possum, Bafin Yerushalmi, where the Moshe is a Tolder of, of Hitzah. Which is obviously the way Rashi learns it, and most other Rishonim, well, many other Rishonim learn it, and that is it's a total of Hitzah, in as much as no, the water Moshe it is, the Ikka Nakuda of Moshe it is, you're taking it out of one Rishonim into Rishonim. The Chiddush of Moshe it is, that despite the fact that it doesn't come to rest on the Rishonim, it comes to rest on the, on the other side, the Yachai. But the, the reason why is, is effectively is because it's gone from Rishonim to Rishonim. So in which case, on the contrary, if you leave it in the first Rishonim, you're not Chai. That was what we explained. As I said, we may come back to that because I saw yesterday the way the Rashbal brings brings there it for is um, is different to that. Yeah, the, the way the Rashbal brings it is very very different to that. Well, not very, but it, it seems to be different to the way that it's for brought up by God. Um, but one of the Nikudas, and I'll just mention this one one point um, because we can, you know, based on what we just said. And that is that the Rashbah asks that according to Rashi, he says, I don't understand. If you're looking at what was done in the Mishkan, then surely they did pass the Kroshim across from wagon to wagon. Rashi says, no, they went forwards. Right? 
They went forwards. Yeah? What do you mean? But surely they passed it from one wagon to the other. Yeah? When it went forward, because there's a pair in front and a pair behind. There's two, two in front. Correct. Then he would have passed it across. He says he doesn't understand why is that not Moshe's. And what's the... What, um, um, comes out from the, I think, the Shittah Haran is because it's clear that the Rashba understood, like Rab Haigon, that Moshe by definition means that it is still in the first Roshos. So Mimeda, it hasn't, when going across the width of the Roshos Haran, that is what would happen, it would rest across. Well, that, that's, you know, I'll, I'll leave it to, to see if we, if we do the Rashba. But it's, it's going to be based on the same thing. The Rashba asks on Rashi. If you look at the Shittal Aran, the Shittal Aran says it's not a question. Because it's dependent on how you understand Moshe, whether it's got to be in the first Rishos or not. And he says going across, it doesn't leave the first Rishos in that sense. Right? And that's why that's not Moshe. Whereas going this way, it does. It's to, to do, yeah, forwards. Passing from the back wagons to the front wagons. Yeah? Okay, for the time being, that, that will suffice. And so we may touch a, a bit more on, depending on what time we have, on the, um, on the, uh, Rashba the Ritzvah tomorrow or something like that. Okay, Shtegazus to Rais Bechodus says Tosfus. Mind you, we're talking about Shesosum Lemato, that these Gazus to these balconies, are closed underneath. Or they have a floor. Veshundova with something. Veingadim Bokim Tachtem. And therefore, you can't, literally, you don't get the goats coming in through, from, from underneath. That's always the definition of a of a mechitza. We say that the engedi and bokim, you know, tachtem or oshiyish mechitzas lemalam in our Or alternatively, it could be there are mechitzas above the gzustera. The sulo chayshin on the bekiyas kedim. In which case, then we're no longer worried about bekiyas kedim because at the end of the day, you've got you've got uh, you've got mechitzas. Are we trying to uh, um, construct a rishus hayochid? Yes, we're trying to explain why it's rishus hayochid. They were actually Rosh Hashayochid. Even though underneath him was a Rosh Hashayochid. Why? Because although the Agola itself didn't have a base, right? It didn't have a base. But since, if you take the actual Agola and you go up, you know, and you've got the Kroshim and piled up, it will be far more than Tent Fochim. Therefore, effectively, you have Mechitzas there of tens for him, and therefore that makes Rosh Hashayach even though it didn't actually have a floor. I'm not clear how you are constructing the Mechitzas on, on well, this Agola. The Kroshim, you've got the Kroshim piled uh, up here, that's already ten, it's far more than ten in fact. Right? This side, and then on this side you've got, um, you'll have here, Three. you have here, but it depends how they're actually done, what? And on the other two sides, you may have lava, depending on how they're piled. But assuming that they're, they're not piled with with lava, then it a lot depends. Remember, according to Tosfos, yeah, this is a point which, according to Tosfos, what was the pshat in the Gemara when it said ba'atve? When the Gemara answered earlier ba'atve, 
Yeah. No, so Tosis didn't learn of his rings. But Atzvei meant the, the, you know, the we pecs. were asked, the pecs, that's right. We were asking how, you know, Tafteh, and why, why, why is it not, uh, why is it not Rosh Hashanah So we answered because we were talking about before the beams were on there. That was essentially was the answer. But Atzvei, we thought, Rosh Hashanah, the ones going this way, because we said Rosh the beams are already, sorry, the ones this way, the beams would already be on this. We said we don't mean these ones, we mean the Yasidos, means the ones going down the lane, ready to put the beams on, right? Once we come to that, right? I think it's the Rashba, if I'm not mistaken, or the Ritva. I think it's the Rashba. says, therefore, the Maskova, we, don't, we, we go back to the Pashtas, which is, you put them on their width. I'm not, I don't think Tosis does learn like that. But, right? But we no longer necessarily have to sit there at two ends. We don't have to worry about Lovat anymore. Because it wasn't Rosh Hashanah because we were talking about before the things were put on. So in which case, I could have Lovat as well. In which case, I'd have solid Mechitzas all the way down as well. Yeah? Because in Maskona, I don't have to start working about, you know, to get gaps there, so it won't be a Rosh Hashanah Mekura. I don't have to worry about that. Because the answer to that Kamara was that we're talking about before the beams were put on. Yeah? Whereas according to Rashi, the Maskona had to stay. Because according to Rashi, Ba'atve meant the Tavois. Yeah? Which meant that we had to, the only way to work that was by saying two at either end. Yeah? Is that good? Yeah? So let's... Let, let, um, so let's continue on in Tosus there. Right, we said between one wagon and another was like the same, was like the length of the agola. So Tosus is It's just telling you this as a simon ba'alma, right? Not because there's any necessary engineering uh, significance in that. It's just a simon, a way to remember it. And by the way, it's telling you that the Agola was five Amas, because we know the gap between one Agola and the other was five, so now you know that the Oyech of the Agola was also five Amas. Fine. Then we said, well, if we're going to say, right, if we're going to say that uh, the length of the Agola was five Amas, why? Why couldn't it be four and a half? Right? And we answered, no, because otherwise the cross are going to be very tightly pushed. It says, so it was Pirish Rashi, Rashi explains, in Bos Lissadron al Reichmon, if you come to set, uh, to arrange them on their width, then they're going to be very tightly, right? Because you're going to have one and a half, one and a half, one and a half. You can't get four and a half and four and a half. That's what Rashi says. The caution is difficult. Because the maskona above was, that they were placed on their, on their edge. And on Nero the Parish, rather, would appear to explain, means, even though it would have been enough with four and a half for the Taboys, which are, you know, if you've got two facing that way and then two facing inwards, right? Um, and there were these... No, he's going on the Atbe. Yeah, sorry, the things at the ends. Can the Mafarish Shane Kaluas? They are just one second, where's that basically? Yeah. Um they are these Kaluas, these pegs at the ends. They can't walk them nevertheless, because of their weight. They're going to start moving around and start pushing each other. Unless they're kept at a slight distance from one another. Now, what's, what's Taka going on in Rashi? You see, the interesting thing here is that Tosus holds that that Maskona, that was Achudon, we stick with that. The Rashi says, no, we don't. 
Because you saw from the beginning of the Gemara, the Pashtas is, do you do it on their wit, get a more solid base? One and a half rather than one. Yeah? So that was the Pashtas. The only reason we said Achudon was because we were stuck in terms of this Rosh Hashanah Makura, correct? Because when it was, we said if it's four and a half, sorry, if it's, if it's on their wit, then you're going to have three in the space of five. So you have Lovud, it's going to be Makura. So we said, no, they're done Achudon. To which the Gemara said, if they're done Achudon, you're also going to have Lovud. So then as far as Tesis is concerned, so we answer, you know what we're talking about before the beams are put on. That's after you say this. Yeah, that was based on the Mahalik of the Gemara. So the Rashbal learns of that, and he says, well, well, once you come to that point, we may as well go back to the Pashtas and say, how were the beams actually put on the wagons? How were they put there? On the, on the width. One and a half. Yeah? That's what the Rashbal says. Tesis, interestingly enough, learns, no. Once the Gemara says it was even though that answer doesn't really stand at the end, but that must be the MS. It's an interesting point that Tosus learns about. Fine. So Tosus learns that. So I was like, Tosus on Rashi. So what's the... It must be that the Gemara is asking here. Four and a half would be enough to put it Achudam. To which the Gemara answers, yeah, you're right, it would be enough. But we want to give a little bit more leeway so that in case they move around. Yeah? What's type of the answer for Rashi? You see, it's even worse according to Rashi. Because according to Rashi, he can't go with the Rashbal, can he? Because according to Rashi, what was the final answer of the Gemara? But Atzbe'e means that they were put on their Achudan to either end. Correct? And that was the only way we could answer the question of Rosh Hashanah and Makura. So in which case, Rashi, there's no way you can go with what, Tosu, uh, with, with what the Rashbal says. You have to say that Namaskana, they were Achudon. So in which case, why is Rashi talking about it being on the, on the width? So this is a very sharp question, especially according to Rashi Shitta. Yeah, exactly. What's the answer? As we were going through Rashi yesterday, I, I, I don't know if I made it particularly, I was sort of pointing out at least myself, is again, look at, look at the question of Rashi. When, when, when Rashi explained the question to Gemara, why do you need five? What, why is four and a half not enough? So Rashi explained, because if you're putting it on their width, four and a half is enough. And if you're putting it in Achudah, then four and a half is enough. Because that's enough space for the tabloids. Rashi explained both Stodim of it. Interesting, Rashi explained both Stodim. Then the Gemara answers, says Rashi in which case if you put them on there with yeah this is interesting in the question Rashi explained that both possibilities as if it could be either even though surely in the Maskana of the Gemara it was Achudah right and then in the answer to the Gemara we only go with the thing of when they're put on there with correct yes What's even stranger is, then the Gemara goes on and it asks, well, what was the width of the, of the, um, of the Chagala? The Chalal, as far as Rashi is what was the Chalal? Two and a half. In fact, the Gemara, why do you need two and a half? Why not one and a half? Right? That was the question of the Gemara. Says Rashi, why did you pick one and a half? Why not one? Yeah? Says Rashi, I'll tell you why. Because 
I know what you may say. The reason why we need to have some sort of width is in case you decide you want to put the kurosh and you want to rest them for a, you know, for, for a little bit inside the agolas. So you need one and a half. Why? Well, not if you're going to put one and a half inside there because you won't be able to get it, you know, it'll scrape as it goes down. But you'll put them achodah. So now we're back to achodah. So did they rest them achodah? Did they rest them on the width? I mean, you could just say there, it wasn't actually piling it up. Yeah, it was just resting inside there, so maybe they're there, they would throw it up with them. What's going on over here in Rashi? And all of it points to one, one clear point, and that is? The answer is they did it with both. Sometimes they did it achudon. Sometimes they did it. Maybe depending on where they were going to travel. How long the travel was. Who was chief engineer at that time. I don't know. There's all. Sometimes they would do it achudon. And sometimes they would do it a rochbon. They can put them on top of each other then. Why? Because the turbos would have been sticking up. If they did it, Arochba. Um, well, the first two layers would be all right because I could have the tabloids facing down. And the next one would be facing up. Next one would be facing up. That would be all right. And the third layer. And the third and fourth layer. So maybe they'd put a sort of a block of wood at either end to raise it slightly. And do it the same, one facing down, one facing up. Yeah, but no, we're, we're just adding the things that we've got. Well, it's, it's back, I mean, that, that's, to be honest with you, that, that's going to be a basic question anyway. Going back to, you know, before, how would they do that? How did they manage to, uh, I mean, according to other Rishonim, they weren't necessarily piled directly on top of one another, they were sort of more pyramids like. But um, the answer is they may have done both. Sometimes they did it Akhudov, sometimes they did it Arachbon. Right? Yes? In just uh, uh, a practical thing, nothing to do with learning whether there was a, cover, a covered area in the, in the Midbar, which is Rabin, but um, you put something lengthways down the length of an agar normally. Just out of pre- you, you construct a wagon. The the, the length the crossing went this way and the length of something you wouldn't construct them just they got massive overlaps the very narrow. Just the whole. Well, that, that's that, that's going to be the next question. That's going to be the next thesis. The point to Rashi, the whole thing is very difficult to understand. Right. That's that's the next thesis. But before we get to that, this seems to be the answer. That according to Rashi, very possibly like the Rashi, but the Pashta says they did it on the width. But sometimes they did achudon, right? Sometimes they did achudon, and therefore when we ask the question to start with, we ask it on both sides. And four and a half would be enough for both. Then the Gemara answers, four and a half wouldn't be enough when you put it on the width. Because Rashi's not happy with this thing of uh, like tosis. I mean, four and a half is enough for, for the tabayos because they start jumping around. Rashi doesn't hold of that, right? The Pashtun says four and a half. Itos says that you know the, the maskana of the Gemara, right? The maskana was that sometimes they did achudon. It's not taking away from the pastures. The pastures remains. They did a rochbon, right? And that's the way Rashi lands it. And I found that the um, the Magin Shlomo, Magin Shlomo answers along these lines, 
right? He goes one step further, sort of subsequently, and he says that you could, you could say something even more than that. And that is that the Nasiyan, when they brought the Agodas, they didn't know how they were going to carry them. They didn't know if they do Al-Khazan or Al-Rahman. So therefore, they had to make sure that Agodas were constructed such that whichever way Morori decided to do it, whether it's Al-Khazan or Al-Rahman, it would work. Lemaise could be did it in the end. And that's what the Gemara was dealing with earlier. When the Gemara says here, no, if you had four and a half, it wouldn't be good enough for Arachbon. He says that's when the Nasiyah made their cheshbonis how to build the, the Agodas. They had to take into account the possibility that they would do it Arachbon. That's the way, that's the way he, it's a bit of a chat, that's right. I think that as he starts off the way we said, it's got to be they did it both. And he says, it could be, you don't have to say that, it could be, but we're going on the Nasiyah. Okay. I, I, I thought that uh, Adonim, and, and that was the, I don't think they were there for stability. Because, as you know, the, the two pegs going down, and there was like a shoe on each one, if you like. I think it was there, just there so that the wood wasn't in contact with the ground. That could be. Maybe it was either, for, so if there's dew on the ground or whatever it is, you know, where it could it, be. Because I don't think it would have added the stability of it to have the whole thing narrowing all the way down and then just put and then you'd have to ask a structural engineer about that and, and then just put shoes on them it's, it's you know you'd have to ask ask them a shot I don't know okay next answer is Lomadi Lomadi Bamsa Upalgos I can be said why do you need it to be um, two and a half amas wide one and a half amas is enough here Tosus goes and other, other questions on Rashi as well, but he just bombards Rashi. The Shittas Rashi, according to the Shittas of Rashi, Sheshte Agodos Hoyu, Mufurokos Zumizu, that there were two wagons completely separate from one another, right? And there was a, a gap between one wagon and the next wagon of five Amis. And each one was laden with the, the Kiroshim on its own. And then you had two in front of that. You know, four separate wagons. Kosha is difficult. Number one, how could Kiroshim, which was so heavy, with a length of ten Amas, and their width was an Amor and a half, and their depth was an Amor? I mean, that weight, how could they lamid Abis Amis from How in the world would they stand on a, on a, uh, on a width of two and a half Amas? Furthermore, then the Gemara goes even further. The Porich, I'm so palgosaki. You know, an arm and a half would be enough. What's the half minute to say that such a weight could stand in an arm and a half? The Koshikin of Mandoma called the Mohokan Al Kuetba. Koshikin going to the Mandoma who says that it tapered. So, you know, you're going to have to get the sense of gravity. It's going to be sticking out on one side much more than the other. It just doesn't work. Should I use an arm and It wouldn't be able to stand. That's really question number one. The oid. Next question is, How could two wagons go side by side in when it comes to Tesla Vamas? Fifteen Amas. In Cain, if so, the Karoshim would bang against one another. Right? So that the mice we already answered. What did we answer? Two and a half went over the far side. Well, not, not between the middle. On the outside of both wagons. There's two and a half that went on this side and two and a half went on this side. Yeah, but you'd still have, that means to get your 15. It's five for the wagon, five 
in between the wagons, and then another and five. But then you'd have to sit across and we're touching one another. Yes, yeah, so you have to have a gap to make sure that they're not. Oh, so in which case it's more than fifteen others already. <coughs> so we said there's a very small gap. Well, as you said, as long as they didn't go around corners and they were expert drivers, they kept on a straight line. Nope, it was part of the nace. But Rashi, Rashi already says there was a slight gap. And I found the Moginishlema gives, I think, I think it's from Rashi, the Moginishlema gives that answer. He says, yeah, it's possible. And do you remember we said, according to when we were discussing the Kroshim, if they tapered? Yeah? So we said, therefore, the, the Ureas come over, you won't lose anything because of the depth. And therefore, they'll cover all the way down. So we pointed out, they won't, you will lose a little bit, because number one, there's a cut. But number two, this is going on a diagonal, it's not dropping straight down. Yeah? He said it's minimal. We said, okay, obviously we're not, the Kiddush, the Shit of Haram writes that as well. He points that out and he says, but because it's only minimal, therefore we don't, we don't recommend it. Yeah? So the same sort of thing over here, that Tefach in between is not, not something we're going to reckon with. That would be the answer to that. Um, next question. The Oid, furthermore, Shetzarich Loma, you have to say, Lefirush, according to his Pirush, Shakaroshim, where you note him, Al Ho'oholim. That the Kiroshim, were spread over the tops of the um, of the tents. So on the chatzeris, above ten. In other words, as they were travelling down the Rishasaram, because you know, the Rishasaram was only 15 in there, we said 16 wide, because you've got still two sticking out on either side. So that would be travelling like over the top of the, the tents and things like that. Mikolzad, um, on either side, two and a half amas. Um, as it happens, and then there wouldn't have been two and a half armors. There would be two armors on either side because we add an extra armor on either side. Okay, but Kamoshe Pirish Bukunshu Shvatam, as Rashi himself explains, Shari Oyrech Shnei Akaroshim, Hu Chafamo, because the the length of the two Karoshim was 20 armors, Urushus Harabim in Arochab Kim Tesai Namo. And the Rushus Harabim was only 16 armors wide. It's a bit of a pedal, it says two and a half armors, then it should be two armors on either side. Yeah? Maybe he's also taken into account the fact that you had to have a slight gap between the two, which is assuming it would be another other. But okay. Bikitza, it would be over the top, which he finds a little difficult. As it happens, you see, when I read this, I said, okay, that's obviously the way Rashi's learning, and that's why we're talking about squeezing into the gap for the Ben Levi, have half an armor, because there's tents on these sides. Morgan Shlomo points out, he says, where did Rashi say anything about tents? We're traveling now. Like, you know, we're already traveling, there's no tents on the road. We're in a massive midpoint here. We're just calculating the width that was needed. The width of the, 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 the midpole was, was huge, the expanse. You know, it went on for, you know, miles and miles and miles. We're talking about what the Adolis travelled on. That road, that path which they travelled upon, was they needed 16 armors. Okay, so two stuck out over the side, but not over tents and things. Rashi never says anything about the tents. So this was obviously understood that uh, we're talking about, you know, maybe as they travelled at the beginning, because remember the, the Adolis would have been in the middle. They would have been in the middle. So as they started travelling, because the Mishkan, didn't, the Mishkan went ahead, therefore it could be they did pass through some of the camps, maybe maybe that's where Tosus is coming from, and he understood that because in terms of squeezing down the side, it sounds like there's actually something in the way. You know, for the Ben David to squeeze down the side. But anyway, that's, that's the way Tosus understood Rashi. Even if they travelled ahead of them, the chauffeurs were blowing the trumpets were blown tell them the robbers move so they were taking down the tents and they were taking down the Mishka yeah I suppose so, so yeah they were just taking down the Mishka right yeah. started moving and then keep, keep out of the way sort of yeah. yeah okay but even furthermore 
How do you know that the two Agolis went side by side according to Rashi? The made of Shehid Rosh Hashanah Tess to learn that the Rosh Hashanah was 16 armors wide. Shemo Yehochus Kulon Zuachazu. Maybe they all went one after the other. Vayir Rosh Hashanah Rabim Kotam. The Rosh Hashanah Rabim was much smaller. Vayir Batsun Yachud. Maybe they went four abreast. Vayir Rosh Hashanah Rabim Gadol Habi. The Rosh Hashanah was much bigger. Once you're saying that each one carried its own Kuroshim, how do you know how they travelled? I don't know. Maybe four abreast. Maybe you know in a in a in a convoy. One behind the other. We, have, we don't have a, There's no reason to assume it was two by two. According to Rashi, there is a little bit of a thing that... I mean, it doesn't really answer how we know, though. And the Mishnah knows that because it says the Shtig was Torah, as far as Rashi is, is concerned, because that's the way they passed the beams across. Right? So you couldn't have four abreast because you couldn't get it across. It's just a practicality, sort of practicality thing that you pass it across, and these ones will pass it ahead. You don't want to have to have like a set taxi service that they come and the next one moves forward. But okay, that, that's that, that's the, the, the these are the questions that Tosis asked. There are other questions as well. There are other questions as well, especially on what Rashi said. This thing about you know the, the, since the beams were above ten tefachim, that's why we don't reckon because you know, above ten is already makayim petur. They got they got uh, questions of the Rashi got questions that the whole thing of Rashi is uh, the Roshanim basically just bombards from all sides. They all they all you know attack Rashi. How many Echoes were there all together? The Marori, four. Well. Kedosh okay, Nomad, two. Marori, four. And Kohos, none. Yeah? So, Venera, they're obviously in the top. We're just discussing Marori here. See, so each one had 12 crushing. Mm-hmm. Plus the rest. Because they had all the ones from, uh, from uh, the Chatzeris, you know, the Chatzeris as well. And according to one opinion, they were 15 on the high there as well. I mean... The whole thing was, uh, you know, part of the answer to all of this is obviously the Firashi, the whole thing was a base. That's what we already pointed out. Even when Tosis was going to end up, a, you know, the weight was just to be able to get those things moving. But it was a base. Yeah. If that may be the basic answer according to Rashi. The whole thing was a base. Well, surely they would have put the, the, the Amudu, which had 15 hours, down first. And then the ones which had 10 hours. On they, were probably much, they were probably much thinner, though. Mm. Maybe, um, I don't know. Ah, they've just carried the weight of the cross. Could be, could be. I mean, the, the Gemara doesn't discuss this at the moment. Mm, yeah. But uh, as I said, according to what was the... There, was there um, like a curtain or screen all the way around the outside of the cross? No, it doesn't say there was. He said across mm, the top there was, according to Rashi. Yeah, there wasn't like... Oh, sorry, you're talking about in the way yeah, when it was erected? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Mishkan, then Correct. Around all the outside Correct. Of correct that the um, based on this thing that an Odom is a Mishkan yeah is this this idea that things sometimes seem impossible for us to do nothing's impossible you know we've got to do our part and Dublin and the rest leave it to Hashem so in which case the whole thing may have been a nice to start with and that, I mean, that more or less deals with you know, I wouldn't say all the questions but the majority of the questions about this Matthias are answered with that you said the Rashi learns the whole thing was a nice even though it ain't some kind of okay, it's, 
I mean, there's a limit to it because we said that you know one and a half will be they'd be bumping around if you're relying on the nace. Uh, obviously, there was it was a matter of getting the balance. You can rely, rely on the nace to a certain extent, but not that you know one and a half they just tip you know straight away. Two and a half, it's there's a little bit more stability apparently. Okay, so let's see what Tosfos says. Tosfos therefore has got a different shot. Um, it would appear to the Rabbeinu Tam we're four lines down uh, sorry three lines down in the wider lines of Tosis you got that? it would appear to the Yachad that two Agolos right getting abreast but they were joined to one another meaning you had a long piece of wood 15 Amos long and there were four wheels on it Two on the outside and two in the middle. Actually, as far as this is concerned, the wheels touching one another. Okay, they're like these trucks and things, right? You've got extra wheels. So two on the out- outside, right on the outside, and two in the middle, touching, touching one another. Commodish de Agolis, like for two Agolis. Ushtetikunetafonis, and they were actually, it was built with like two um, sets of walls. Commodish de Agolis, as if it was actually two separate wagons. Uvein Agola la Agola. Between one wagon and the other, not like Rashi who learned between one wheel and the other was five armors. No, between the wall of an agola and the other wall of the agola, right, was kamerirech agola was like the length of the agola pirush bein doifen agola zu between the wall of this agola the doifen agola zu and the wall of the next agola he amos was five amos vitzideho agola and the sides of the agola kimloi rechavo agola was like the width of the agola mikol tzad vetzad on either side meaning. Between the wall of the Agola, together with the wheel, was two and a half amas. Not like Rashi explains, that the, on either side, the wall of the Agola, the thickness of the wall, plus the axle, plus the wheel, was only an amma and a quarter. No. It was actually just the, in fact, just the, the wall, it's just the axle and the wheel would have been two and a half. So in other words, if you're looking if you're looking from the outside, you'll have wheel and I suppose axle rather is two and a half on either side. Then you've got the wagon itself, which is two and a half. And then in between you once again you've got axle with wheel touching each other, that's two and a half, two and a half. That makes up your fifteen. Is that clear? Yeah? Working out from the outside inwards. Got two wheels right on either side. Wheels on either side, that's two and a half. On either side, so that's a total of five, yeah? Then, moving inwards, you got that god itself, which was two and a half. So that means the beams were touching each other. Huh? That means the beams were touching each other. Nope. Yeah, you haven't seen this point yet. The main point's coming in a second, right? And then... Two comes two and a half. And then, once again, in the middle, you've got the wheels. And they were actually, you know, up against one another. Because they were like on a lorry where you've got those wheels. And that's two and a half, two and a half. It's five. So it's five. Effectively, you're taking the two outsides, it's five. The wagons together make five. And then the two wheels in the middle make five. That's 50. Look, look, you'll see his point now. Um... Therefore, the width of the two agolos together with all their sides, with the wheels, in other words, is 15 amas. How, if you take from one wall, the outer wall of, of an agolo, to the outer wall of the agolo on the other side, how much is that? It's 10 amas, isn't it? Because all you're doing is you're taking from the 15, take off the two wheels, the outermost wheels. Correct? So you've got wheels here, discount them. And go from this wall to this wall, right? The agola, two and a half. The wheel, two and a half. Next wheel, two and a half. The agola, two and a half. So that's ten. 
which is or like the length of the beam. That's perfect. You lie the whole beam across the, you know, all the way along. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And that's fully supported, even if it tapered. You're, you're, you're sorted now. Then you had two other wagons in front of them. Because if they went, you know, for, you know, basically two abreast or four abreast, however you want to look at it, they'd knock into one another. Rather better they went one after the other, one set after the other set. That makes sense. When the Gemara asks, why do you have to have two and a half? One and a half is enough. Since he rested the Keresh on the two wagons together, we thought they wouldn't jump around. You only have a, a tiny bit sticking out on either end. Right, and I'm on either end. With Mashani, we answered that he would send me that. It will jump around. I ran out of time, but we need that. We need that. will just sort of so stick out much higher. Huh? It must be called much higher. Mm-hmm. Eight. Eight up. Eight up instead of four. That's right. Four. Well, it's three or four. Six. six, no, it's either three or four. Point to Rashi, it's either three or four, whether you're doing it on the Rechad or the Chud. Okay. Yeah? yeah. Okay? Yeah. To be continued, better to chant tomorrow. Yeah.